in a world that feels like it's full of unknowns. During this Halloween podcast, I'm going to share a scary ghost story that I have actually experienced, and I'm going to share it with you on this Halloween so that you can have either a trick or a treat on the Intuitive Business Podcast. (laughs) The title of this scary story is called The Black Widow. Many times in my intuitive business, people ask me, has there anything ever been scary that you've experienced? I usually say no. However, in this episode, I'm going to tell you a story and you can believe it or not. Let me know if you think it's a trick or a treat. This story, The Black Widow Spider, is a story that first happened to me when I was at a wellness expo in Maine. It was a cold, rainy, blustery day. It was my last speaking gig of three, and it would end my year. This would be the last day before I travel home for the end of the year. At this wellness expo, the weekend was going really well. Each day I had 21 to 27 clients doing an Akashic reading after an Akashic reading. So many people visited my stand that I was booked for the entire weekend. What caught my attention was an interesting couple that was also part of this wellness expo. They were standing across from me. Many people visited their stand. They read tarot cards and I could see their logo professionally printed directly across from me. They both had large Queen Anne style chairs with a very comfortable back and they were in all white. And the circle of their feet was a black carpet and it was shaped in a circle. And I could see them each and every day doing their work, looking professional. The gentleman was about five foot 10. He looked like he was in his late fifties and he had some gray hues around his face, which made me feel like he was sick or drawn or possibly even having cancer. He had gray hair and his energy felt really low. And inside me, I kind of felt sad that he was doing readings with his energy so low. I really felt energetically like he may have been sick. The woman standing next to him, I wasn't sure if they were married or in a relationship or if they were just business partners. And as the days went by, I realized that I really believe they were just business partners. This woman 
was beautiful. She was six feet tall. She had the longest, shiniest black hair I've ever seen. It went all the way down her back. And when she sat on her chair, she took her hair and she moved it to the side so as not to sit on it. And her long, black, beautiful mane of hair sat at her right side as she did her tarot card readings. Each and every day, she wore black lace. And she had the whitest skin I've ever seen. It almost glowed. So she had an unusual color. The only thing that was a bit odd about her is she was tall and lean and lanky. Her face was thin and beautiful, as well as her arms and her legs. She looked like she had taken good care of herself. She was about 45 years old, not a wrinkle in that beautiful white skin. But she had a very unusual abdomen. It was shaped almost like a raindrop, meaning it kind of was a little hump in her belly. And I was wondering if she too had some sort of an illness, but she looked quite healthy. This part of her body didn't equal the other parts. Towards the end of the expo, she had approached a girlfriend of mine who was assisting me at the event. And she said, I've been watching Candace and I'd like to have a reading, but all my readings were full. So my friend approached me and said, would you mind this woman who's a psychic would like to have a reading with you at the very end? I said, sure, of course, please put her on my schedule. And she did. So towards the end of the expo, everybody was bustling around, tearing down tables and packing things up. And lo and behold, this beautiful, eloquent woman in her black lace with her long, shiny black hair, about 45 years old, saunters gently and gracefully over to my stand. My girlfriend gently seats her in the chair sitting across from me, and I take a deep breath in. And as I do, she says to me, I've been watching you for the last three days. She said, I think and I know in my heart that you're going to be able to help me. Now for a psychic to say to somebody that's intuitive that they believe in them usually feels really quite lovely. But the next thing that happened is she gave me a look like she was also going to test me. And it's a look I'm familiar with. It's that look where somebody sits backwards in the chair and then they turn their head slightly away from you and their eyes come around from that side and look at you like, hmm, that side look. Hmm, are you gonna tell me the truth? Do you really know what you're doing? And that's the look I felt like I got from this woman. She cocked her head and she smiled one more time and she said, Hi, I'm the Black Widow. And I was perplexed because I saw some of the marketing across from her and I don't remember her being introduced as anything other than her business name. 
So I explained to her that I needed to ask permission to open her records after she introduced herself as the Black Widow. And I knew I was going to be tested. She asked me a few questions and then she said, you have permission to open my Akashic records. And I did so. As soon as I opened her records, I heard a male voice, playful and kind of young, possibly in his mid-40s. I could feel the energy of him. And he was really playful and extremely loud and extremely clear in my head. And he's like, meet my baby. Doesn't she look fine? She's also got some bajang in her bajang-jang. <laughs> so I didn't quite know how to relay that message to this woman and I was hearing a male voice and I felt very much like it would have been a lover or possibly a husband that used to live on this earth but was no longer living on this earth and I said to her I don't know how to explain what's happening on my end because I knew it would be super unprofessional to say, hey, meet my baby. Doesn't she look good? She looks fine. And also check out that bajang jang because she knows how to use her stuff. Yep, that's exactly what I heard. She says, I understand what's happening to you. I too am psychic. And I said, okay. <laughs> Thinking to myself, how am I going to say this to this woman that's completely unknown to me? She said, my husband is here and he's telling me that he's talking to you. So right away, I was pretty certain that her husband was deceased and that I was talking to the spirit essence of him. So I said to her, do I have complete permission to tell you what he's saying and she said absolutely go ahead <laughs> I said meet my baby doesn't she look fine and she has some really sweet bajang in her bajanga jang and she threw her head back and started to laugh and I'm waiting for confirmation because remember intuitives we need a little direction as well to see if we are on the right path when she finally stopped laughing and caught her breath and wiped her eyes from the tears of laughter she said that's him and she said so i want to test you which i felt like i was already being tested and she said can you tell me how he died now, let me tell you a little something about intuition and intuitives. I absolutely do not enjoy being tested because they're setting you up for one particular answer in one particular direction, which directions aren't always just one. So I was quite nervous about this. The next thing that I hear is this silly man's voice in my head saying, mm, you know how. I died. My sweet baby and her bajangajang literally killed me. He said we were having sex and it was one of the best times in my life. 
And boop, right after that, I died. And he said, but I had a good time during it. <laughs> okay, so back to the reading. So I have this beautiful woman sitting across me asking me how her husband died. And I've just shared with all of you, the listeners, what he said. So if I'm wrong, she may have a whole lot of thoughts about me. And if I'm right, she might have a whole lot of thoughts about this situation. So I did the best thing that I could think of. I said, do I have complete permission to be authentic and real and use this language? And she said, of course. And so I went back and says, my baby knows how to use her bajangajang. And we had some of the best sex I have ever had. And we had it to its full and completion. And then I passed away. So she said, yes, please tell me it in full and completion. And I told her what I just shared with all of you listeners. <laughs> she throws her head back in laughter and says, yep, that's how my baby left me. He was only 42. And something inside of my heart felt sad because I looked at her and for a moment I saw the sadness in her eyes. I knew for sure that she was telling me the truth because I had this man in my head telling me about his baby's bajangajang. I knew it was real, but I was shocked at the playfulness of this whole situation and how it was unfolding. And then the question came to me from him, this lover, this husband of hers that passed after they made love. He said, I really never got to say goodbye. I had no plans or expectations that I was going to leave my baby in that moment. And I have a request from you, just one. He said, would you mind letting me touch my baby one more time? And in my mind's eye, remember this woman is sitting across from me, but in my mind's eye, I'm looking at this gentleman saying to him, and how do you propose that we do this? And he said, did you ever see the movie Ghost? And I said, yes. And he goes, it'll feel just like that. So I was very tired after three days. I wasn't in a thought process mode and I was channeling, which is a different type of mental processes that I was using at that moment. And I looked at her face. I felt into his energy and somehow in the depths of my heart, I knew I wanted to grant him his last wish. And as soon as I shared with her what he asked me, she placed her hands gently in her lap with her palms facing up. And I said to her, I don't know how this is going to go, but he wants to hold your hand and he wants to be able to feel you one last time. And she said, I understand and I believe that we can do this. So I closed my eyes and I gave him permission to feel her. And the minute I gave him permission, I felt this wind blow against my face. And remember, I'm in the middle of a hall that's huge and vast and takes almost 30 minutes to walk to the middle of this huge warehouse. 
There's no doors, there's no windows, and there definitely was no wind. And after the wind hit my face, I felt this heavy thump fall into my body with the simultaneous sound of the whisper of the wind. And the minute that happened, I felt her take my hands almost like she knew that I had moved aside and her lover, her husband, her best friend, and she were now holding hands. I usually channel with my eyes closed, but in this moment, I wanted to see her face because I could feel the bliss, the joy, the happiness, the fullness in my heart of this beautiful man in love with this beautiful woman. As our hands joined, I felt me completely slip away. And as I slipped away, I closed my eyes and I heard music. And as I was listening to the music, an image in my mind's eye started to happen. I saw this handsome man that was even taller than this six foot woman gently pull her in to his arms. And all of a sudden I could feel in the small of my back, his hand gently slide onto the small of her back and touch her and pull her just a little bit closer to his body. I could hear their breaths becoming deeper and more in unison and rhythm. And as they breathed in, I would breathe in, but I didn't feel like me anymore. I heard my guide say, while you're touching, do not use your voice. And I knew that they were very strict about this. And I believe something could happen, something that wasn't good. And so I kept my mouth shut as I enjoyed this beautiful image of a husband dancing his last dance with his baby, rocking her to a beautiful song, looking into her eyes. And in that moment, I gently opened my eyes to look at the Black Widow's face. Her white skin was glowing and glistening against her black, long, shiny hair. And she looked like she was in utter and complete bliss. I breathed one more time and I could see her head gently resting on his chest as he rocked her back and forth. I could feel the warmth, the pulsating warmth going through every part of my body like I was vibrating from the core essence of my being and it was sending heat out into the universe. And all of a sudden I heard my guide say, it is time. And I knew the two lovers would soon part. And I knew I wasn't allowed to use my voice. I gently reconnected with the part of my body that was being used, which was my hands, as a conduit or a connector of this beautiful moment, of these beautiful people. And so I gently took my hands away. And as my hands slipped away from hers, I felt this man 
I stand up and out of my body and I felt the wind against my face and my hair again. When the woman and I came back to the present moment, she thanked me profusely. She said, I knew that you had the ability to do this. I said, I didn't know that I had the ability to let a soul enter my body. My girlfriend and I finished packing up and I heard my guide say, you're not allowed to do this again. It's against the permission of your soul. Never let a spirit enter you again. And I understood that it was one of those situations that I just kind of went with the flow in the moment. And I'm grateful I did. Nothing bad really happened. And then we went to dinner, my girlfriend and I. Everything was over. The events all complete and packed up. And we went and we had a nice, very big, very grounding meal. It had been an exhausting day. My girlfriend's name is Tina and she helped me with the event. She said, Candy, I watched your face during that last session and it turned white during the moment when that woman's hand slid into yours. And she said, I almost saw like an image of somebody behind the woman. And she says, I usually don't see things. She said, I know something really special happened, but I don't know what. She said, I could feel the energy. I saw both you and the woman, tears running down both of your faces. I don't usually share a reading, but it rocked me to my core and she was part of the whole experience. So I wasn't divulging new information to her. I told her how the woman sat down and introduced herself as the black widow. And she said, well, why did she call herself that? I said, I was assuming because of the black lace and the fact that she was a widow. Hmm. She said, interesting. She said, did you ever hear about the story about what black widows really do? And I said, no. She said, the black spider's venom is much feared because its venom is to be reported to be 15 times stronger than a rattlesnake's. In humans, bites can produce muscle aches, nausea, and paralysis, and make breathing difficult. But usually people don't die, and bites usually aren't fatal. The mating ritual is also quite interesting for the Black Widow. And she said, I'm wondering if this has anything to do with, and she never said the word death, but I knew what she meant. She said the Black Widow, when she copulates with her mate, after she's done, she turns around and bites the head off of the male spider killing it and it scared me because I had opened myself up to this whole situation and she pointed out that the black widow has an egg sac that's shaped like a pod and she pointed out that this woman had that type of a shape like a 
black widow belly. And she said that sometimes the mate that's going to copulate with the spider rubs its belly clockwise to relax it in hopes that it will be relaxed enough to just get away right after the act. And she sat there and made me wonder what really happened to that man who was only in his 40s. And it made me think of this woman and why she introduced herself to me as the Black Widow. Is this story a trick? <laughs> or a treat. <laughs> Let me know at CandaceHaza.com and I'll see you <laughs> next year on this haunting special Halloween. Happy Halloween.